0: hello and good evening welcome back to the seed system podcast where we talk about growth and promoting motivation today we have neil from the drop bar workshop so nice to meet you neil if you don't mind just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself in a few words until we get to the questions yeah man (laughs) uh
1: my name is neil neil carry uh from newport i was born in 1982 i'm 38 i think yeah Never remember now um uh, i run the drop Bar workshop which Mm. is a bike shop and a bar and a bar for yeah cheers things. by yeah. the way yeah. cheers 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 yeah, there you go. thanks for that anytime
0: so i'm gonna ask you a first question um why a bar and a bike workshop
1: uh, I, <laughs> long story short right um, mm-hmm. i suppose because uh a i'd already seen one and wanted one yeah I saw something i wanted okay so um it combined passions i suppose um, there's a great quote God knows who it's by find something you love and let it kill you okay like, because you know you'll spend a lifetime enjoying it right yeah yeah um, I uh, like that everyone I, I've had crappy jobs do you know what I mean so I started working at 15 with uh, supermarkets I was a chef for a really long time uh, I Painted cars yeah uh, I sold things over the phone I'd done a bunch of crappy stuff um, and you, it's that, that, I know it's like it's, it's, you know, overused sentence, but mm. um, you live to work and work to live, right? Well, yeah, one of it's, them was. It's ones. like getting that, that kind of thing the right way around. Um, I went to university essentially pointless. So, I mean, like, <laughs> Why matters? was it pointless? Um, because, uh, like I was talking to Manu about, like, yeah. we're forced into school so we agree to go to school most of us mm-hmm. and we also when we finish school we don't know what else to do other than more school
0: that's true you know I think I agree with you on that one because obviously I didn't want to go to university myself um, after finishing college mm-hmm. and it was one of those things I thought why do I have to go into more education mm-hmm. to come back out and find a job and whatever um, I still ended up going and yeah. finishing university but that's not the point the point is like why do I have to go do you know yeah. what I mean
1: no one told me it was all right not to go yeah um, and there was still a strong stigma behind those that didn't go to university were were viewed as you know like suffering yeah yeah you know, yeah many great opportunities, which is frankly ridiculous, um, especially with the cost of university you know you <sighs> didn't have to pay yeah um, so you know, free yeah, university used to be free. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, and that was like, you know, my sister's only five years older than me. Yeah. So like, you know, you used to get a grant. It wasn't as much that it then you pay to go now. And obviously you still had to support yourself and, and you know, you needed so not it was obviously a middle class pastime, you know, you needed yeah. parents to support you while you went or you tried to get a job and stuff like that. Um I mean I ended up going to university twice because I had a chip on my shoulder. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. the first time I went, uh, I did a year, failed um, and then What did
0: you do Um uh, Union on the first time you went? The first time I
1: went, I was studying biochemistry and pharmacy. Okay. Um, and I was fascinated. It was super interesting. We did some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was also, I was a fish out of water in some respects because, you know, I had no self-control. <laughs> you know I just wanted to do everything. I wanted to try everything. I wanted to go everywhere. And yeah. Once I'd sort of moved out of home as well, you know, you, you, you couldn't put a lid on me, do you know what I mean, I, I wouldn't stay in bed, I wouldn't stay in my house, I just wanted to go out and do stuff, and that, that doesn't make for a great student. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? of course. <laughs> yeah, I like working with my hands as well, despite the fact that sort of academically I can sort of handle it. Yeah. I mean, got a bunch of GCSEs, got my A-levels, got my first choice, went to university, blew up.
0: Oh, just so you've done up. everything in a good way, but you just didn't want to...
1: I just don't, I just, I needed someone, or I needed a bit more perspective, maybe, and to sort of think that there was a chance that I could do something else. Yeah. It plays onto that thing I've, I've said to you. No one gives you permission to do what it is that you want to do. Yeah. No one's going to come and tell you that's okay. That's okay to do that, like, so yeah. So you kind of need to make a bunch of mistakes. Quite. So the strong part of me wishes I had made so many expensive mistakes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but also, you know, you're a product of, of, of who you've been and where you've been. Of course, so of course. I, I, I'm, I'm not upset about it, but... Um, I definitely had a chip on my shoulder. I was working in a bar with uh, a really good friend of mine now who's a fantastic female scientist. Yeah. Uh, and they need to be applauded. And she just said to me, you're really smart. Why didn't, you, why didn't you go back to university and actually do a degree? Yeah. Because I used to love talking chemistry with her. So um, uh, she got me an interview. I didn't have to have any extra qualifications. The guy just said, you get this, come back, go. And then you done. And don't. Then I went to university and, and, and yeah, and, and I did it at that time. But then Fearfully. I was only proving to myself I could.
0: Okay. So that's. Oh, you did, did you really want to do it though?
1: I think I did, but it's yeah. a £30,000 mistake. <laughs> it's
0: a very, very for big mistake. I
1: 400 jobs when I qualified, like when I got my degree. Yeah. Uh, did you like get any? Two interviews. Did
0: one you with get the any? National
1: Grid. I don't know if you know, they don't do a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and one with Monsanto. And um, so Monsanto are famous for basically inventing like evil things.
0: Oh, like, right. Okay. Like Napalm <laughs> and Agent Orange. Yeah. And really <laughs> yeah. Terrible
1: things. It's like one of these American mega evil corps. Mm things. So. And they
0: told me I was overqualified. Overqualified. Yeah. See, I don't get that with job. Like they tell (laughs) you to go uni, you go to uni, you get the degree, and then you come back out, you look for a job, but then uh, you're overqualified. Like, what's that?
1: A mature student and too sensible. Ah. no. but um, I don't know. Uh, You could applaud it now because obviously it's made me the happy man I am
0: today. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't dwell on it. No regrets and all that stuff.
0: Of course, you just gotta live life the way you do. I mean, let's go back to it. Um, in the sense of obviously the bar. So where did you actually get the inspiration from? Mm. I know you said it was an idea you seen, oh, yeah. but where Instagram. did it actually I saw come from?
1: I saw, a, I saw a place in America, yeah, uh, a bar bike shop uh, in America, and I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Uh, me and my wife have lived in pubs. She's the manager of a pub, yeah, uh, and we've lived on and off in pubs for like over a decade and stuff. So I've managed pubs, I've worked in nightclubs, bars, restaurants, yeah. Um, so we kind of know the whole sort of alcohol scene, if you will, yeah. Um, uh, I have a business partner as well who um, I've known for years, and uh, you know, this is one of his passions too. We're really into sort of craft ales and stuff. It's a, it's a maybe not so much a new thing. We see it a lot now. We've got a bunch of interesting beers here, yeah, from all around the world, and it's really cool. They're kind of, I don't know, they're not just hype. They are really cool. They are really interesting. If that's something you want to get into, obviously you know you can get blown out of your skull and <laughs> get wrecked and do stupid shit, but. Um, uh, that's not the kind of ethos, you know, and that's the way yeah. I, I, I want British people to approach alcohol and stuff. So, yeah, again, I get off track, right? Um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, saw it on Instagram. Wanted it. I know plenty about, you know, uh, booze. Yeah. I'd also have my own cafe before, so I knew what it's like to have my own business. Um, again, that was with business partners, so I knew how hard it was. Um, I left that after a year. They're still great and doing great and super successful what business was that that's called toast toast, toast. Tuts hill yeah okay we were, so i was a chef like i said for years oh so yeah yeah i was the chef and, and we had a cafe in the woods and we did fantastically well if i say so myself okay um and uh i love those guys so i'm, I'm so glad they're still going after yeah. i left um uh, and that was really really fun but you know traveling to chepstow every day so like i oh, was in
0: chepstow what did you live in cardiff when you were doing yeah, it yeah 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 okay. i used to
1: cycle to chepstow because um, I've always been obsessed with bikes. Yeah. So that's the other part of this business. Okay. So I would get up at four in the morning, cycle to my restaurant, work eight hours, come home, cycle back. It takes about an hour and a half. Um, yeah, and then look after my kids while my wife went to work.
0: Fair play, fair play. How did you like juggle all of that? Like, did you not get tired or anything? Always tired. Always tired, always yeah?
1: tired. You ask my mum, I used to fall asleep for my cereal. <laughs> but so what? Like, do you know what I mean? If we're always tired all the time, it's mm-hmm. different, right?
0: Nah, that's true. I mean, what were you like growing up? <laughs> like what kind of kid were you? Yeah. Um,
1: I always tell a really great story about the time uh, I was flashing my bum to my sister on my mum. <laughs> my mum slapped my ass and pushed me out a window. Yeah. I don't think she meant to, but uh, I then stood up, and said that didn't hurt, showed my mum my bum, and ran up the street. Yeah. So I don't know if that gives you a kind of inkling. <laughs> of yeah. I, I can remember. I suppose The thing kids. I would say is it said in my report once well, the man's so laid back he might as well be lying down. Wow. So, that, and, uh, you know, that, that was, like, year six. That was my teacher said. So, I think it helps to be, you know, fairly even-tempered and laid yeah, back. Yeah. and Just relaxed. Relax, like. like, you know. It's definitely true we were here for a good time, not a long time. Nah, so. that's
0: true. Have you ever had any people just look at you different as if, like... I don't know, because you come off as a funny guy who has a lot of fun. Do you know what I mean? So obviously as obviously you're saying when you were a kid that's how you were. Did people look at you like and not take you as serious when you're starting these businesses and things? Friends. No. Yeah,
1: definitely, no, that's why I went to college. Okay. Like, uh, I lived on a big housing estate, so there's always people to play with. So yeah. I was never fussed. But like I wouldn't have said that I had lots of friends when I was a kid. Um and then when I my, my school that I went to, you know, it was just horrible. It's yeah. horrible high school, but a lot of high schools are. Lot of um, you know unpleasant experiences for most people. So I can also argue, you know, I think a bullied or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. I decided I wanted to go to college and, and be someone slightly different, maybe a okay. bit more outgoing or a bit less shy or whatever. Yeah. I just decided that's that's a mentality, that's a choice. I know it's very difficult for some people, and and you know I'm sure that those that are involved in like mental health and stuff could tell me differently. That, but I think for a majority of people. You just you just choose to be a bit less shy. Yeah, yeah, one of yeah. them ones. Um, so you um, put so, yourself out
0: there a bit more, did you?
1: I think so. I'm still a really good friends with the guys I went to tertiary college with. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I still get a lot of shit off those guys, <laughs> um, uh, and I speak to those guys almost every day still. So I think that was a different a choice by myself mm-hmm. um, to behave differently and try and be different. Um, yeah. I don't think I was trying to misrepresent myself. I just realised that I maybe could behave in a different way in a different manner like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just be a bit nicer maybe it just, <laughs> 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 <been really laughs> interested in other people I, I i loved books when i was a kid i could be left alone for hours i could entertain myself i was obsessed with lego that's pretty
0: interesting so like how old are you as a kid liking books because not many kids like books three years old
1: yeah my sister told me to read i thought my mother would disagree what um but i could read them right before i got to school and that's why i hated school it was boring five years old and the very first day i turned around to my mum and said do i really have to go again i said because the woman in here is trying to teach us how to hold a pencil
0: whoa so you're basically an overachiever before you were in school no no
1: no, 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 i just didn't find it difficult because those that overachieve you know i think i could have been tasked differently yeah you know my handwriting's atrocious still is to this day maybe i should have focused on some other stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um but uh i was certainly an independent learner Mm -hmm. um I was in Mensa as a child, which is fairly embarrassing. What's Mensa? Um, it's uh, a club for those with high IQs, and you have to do a test.
0: Well, Why it is it? that embarrassing? I don't get it. What, what? Don't know, it didn't <laughs> make you a lot of friends when you were a child. <laughs> oh, well, I guess when you are a child, it's not. Yeah, but...
1: mean, there was always loads of books in my house as well, and, yeah. and my parents have got a fantastic attitude towards uh, teaching and learning. Yeah. Um,
0: was, what were your parents like? What did they do?
1: Uh, my dad's a steelworker, and my mum's a dinner lady. Okay, then. For, for you know, yeah. one of the better two um so but you know my mum and dad have read prodigiously my whole life my dad's read whole libraries like he goes around newport having to go to other libraries because there's no books left wow yeah i can honestly tell you that the one if i had to shut my eyes and think of my mum and dad my yeah. mum's reading a book in the front room and my dad's got his headphones on the back reading a book in the back room
0: so if we were to call them now that's probably what they're doing
1: probably ninety so well my mum's probably watching tv now
0: like, <laughs> yeah
1: that that's exactly what my dad's doing. My dad goes through headphones. Is that a thing people do? It's the same as I've got this great photo. My dad still buys tapes. Tapes? Yeah. Well, like set tapes. Cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Yeah, because he's <laughs> like, uh, that way I can record the radio or something. And I was like, dad, oh, you can just listen to it again. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Well, anyway, like I said, I've got a photo on my Instagram. And it's like me and my sister laughing because my dad still buys cassettes. Oh, God bless him.
0: Like. Just doing his thing. He's got an old school way of living, yeah?
1: Well, yeah, considering uh, there's a guy that's been obsessed with tech. Like, when we were little, we had a BBC Micro. I don't know if you know what that yeah, is. No. It's like the first personal computer you could buy in the UK. Oh, right, okay. Made by the BBC. Yeah. Um, and my dad just, I don't know why, my dad just brought one home one day. And I was like, amazing. <laughs> like, you know, and I to go <laughs> to the attic and teach myself basic and stuff like that. And yeah. Programming and things like that. And obviously, it's, it's, it's exactly the way we see children are today. You know, they yeah. use technology just... In an off-the-cuff, inherent way that they just understand. That's very Uh, true. That's from the the you know the smart work of the people that design those things, but also. I think we, as as sort of modern humans, have always wanted to push ourselves in this direction where we become, you know, uh, interested and, and 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 I don't know, like reliant to something extent on, on machines so mm. you know in that that way that like I was a kid and left with a computer my dad couldn't understand why I was so good with it yeah you know it's that classic my mum I can remember my mum the first time she used a pc and she's she's literally screaming I'm gonna break it because <laughs> she didn't but, have a clue how to no and Aww. she just thought you know one simple mistake and it would be bust and it cost them so much money yeah yeah you know we weren't rich at all not a chance like so Obviously, like, she was terrified. I just remember thinking, wait, we'll just turn it on and off again, like. Do you know, It'll be okay, like. like <laughs> press all the buttons, just see what they do, like. And that, that's that's what kids do, isn't it? You know, they just press all
0: the buttons and see what it does. So. Man, that is interesting. What, what kind of books did you read then, like? Oh, do you still read
1: books now as well? I wish I did. Uh, I, uh, I, what am I reading right now? That's me really embarrassing question. I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantel, which is a fictionalised account of Henry VIII, marriage to Catherine of Aragon. <Arrogance>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it won a bunch of prizes, but yeah. I think it's a bit like sort of like like posh chick lit. I yeah. That's probably not a very nice thing to say as well. Um, but it's really funny and really interesting. Uh, I love science fiction, which my dad always read a lot of as well. So, right. Um, I'm rereading a book called Consider Phlebas by Ian and Banks. Read a lot of his books. My favourite books by him. Any good? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah? But it, the concept, uh, the way he builds universes, is so conceptually difficult to understand that I find myself constantly rereading. Rereading it just to try yeah. and understand it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, what else? I always read a bunch of books at the same time. Mm. Um, I'm obsessed with books with facts in them as well, like 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 great big just stupid facts.
0: What kind of facts, like?
1: I don't know, stupid stuff.
0: Let's tell us a fact of one of the um, books.
1: Oh, Jesus, man, put me on the spot. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Any I fact. You had a lot earlier, come on now.
1: I don't know, Now you put me on the spot. Like, uh, pick a topic, I might know a fact. The universe. <sighs> okay, here's a... Fairly interesting. In fact, we all know what pi is, right? The the number
0: pi.
1: 3.64? 3.146, right? So it's My a number bad. that's really, really, really long, right? And it helps us describe the yeah. shape of a circle. It and so, obviously, all, people always go on about how many numbers there are in pi. Yeah. Um, and like the ancient Greeks and Pythagoras himself, when he discovered it, he realized that it wasn't just the number three, right? Yeah. So, we need this interaction between the numbers in pi and this specifically long number if we take pi to anything more than six decimal places yeah the error that in the circle we'd create if it was in any less would be the same width of a human hair over the distance of the entire universe so we really 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 don't need to know all those numbers that come after three <laughs> what yeah so like it becomes so incredibly accurate even after two or three numbers so yeah 3.14 is perfectly good but once we get down to like 3.14, like about six decimal places, mm. the, the the error is so infinitesimally small it's pointless. But then Whoa. you see that there are people that know pi to tens of thousands. Of yeah, places, and they keep going and stuff. And they keep going.
0: Oh, that's actually quite interesting. I tell you another good
1: fact that Go I just thought about. Have you ever heard of the infinite coastline theory? Nah. Okay, this sometimes requires a piece of paper, but we'll see if we can follow along. Right. Come, now. let's do this. So. Uh, we get a map, like a, 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 on, a, on a piece of paper, right? Yeah. And we want to measure the outline of the UK. Yeah. Okay, so say we get a piece of string and we place it along the outline, right? And then we get that piece of string, we put it l- l- lengthways on a ruler. Yeah. And we measure it. And say it's, I don't know, let's make up a number, 3,000 miles. Yeah. Right? If I then get a more accurate or skinnier piece of string and I really work it into all the cracks of, of the map, and I get it really, 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 really close. Yeah. It's 3,000 0.14, say, three, okay. or 3,001. Yeah. So the more accurate I measure now, so say I get Google Maps and I write a computer program and it starts to work out really closely, like, the, well, like really accurately, yeah. you find that the number is ever so slightly bigger. Okay.
0: 3.14728. Yeah, keeps growing up and up.
1: So now we get a satellite, and that satellite literally counts grains of sand along the beach, for example. Mm-hmm. The number gets even bigger again. Yeah. So the more accurate we measure the outline of something, it gets bigger and bigger, bigger, bigger. So the more accurate so if we got really, really, really fucking accurate, yeah how big is something? Because it's gonna it's keep getting huge. bigger, it's and gonna bigger keep getting bigger. bigger, yeah. Yeah. And so it's I mean obviously I'm sure sort of smart mathematicians can give me an answer, but it's sometimes called the infinite coastline theory. Which is a really good sort of maxim for life that the more closely we look at things, like they are different, they will change. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get all like. Whew, no, get into it, I man, but, get into um, it. That's... I do love stuff like that. There's a, there's, I wish I could remember. There's a really good one about clock ticking in space and the idea of of, uh, of Hess's law of constant energy summation. You know this one, guys?
0: So, no, I do not have a clue. But Oh wow! Oh wow!
1: No, energy can't be created or destroyed. You know yeah. this, right? So that's what Hess's law. And it means that there's a really great game I play with my kids in the car. I sound like a massive nerd now. So I say, well, we go past the trees and I say, oh, what's, what's making the leaves, leaves on the tree move? And they yeah. say, oh, the winds. And I say, well, where did the wind come from? Well, the wind comes from barometric pressure changes that are caused by other forms of energy. For example, heat yeah. rising convection that comes from the sun. Yeah. So the sun's heated up, say, a body of water. That energy is transferred to those atoms in the water. They've shook more. They then created you know, a change in pressure that then creates a the wind. Okay. So the leaves on the tree are moving because the sun shines. Yeah. So where did the heat in the sun come from? So the heat in the sun comes from the nuclear reaction that's been occurring between the helium and hydrogen atoms inside the sun. So they're you know, cr- like, forcing themselves together and splitting apart. And that's called like, nuclear synthesis. And then yeah. that's creating a photon of light that travels all the way, lands on the sea, heats up the sea, causes the wind to blow and moves the tree. And the thing is, what happens to that energy then? Well, we hear it, right? And it makes vibrations in the air, and we hear that sound, and it goes into our ear, and it gets turned into an electrical impulse that moves around our brain. And we turn that into a thought, we save it as a memory, and then when we die, we become fertilizer. And it's called Hess's law of content. So, because energy is always...
0: <laughs> so yeah. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. Keep going though, because I'm I'm interested. And and
1: and 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 and, and it's like the carbon cycle or the water cycle. Yeah, yeah. It's a constant cycle. So there's a really great theory that that I would strongly subscribe to. There's obviously Mm -hmm. when the universe was created in the Big Bang, 13 point whatever it is billion years ago, everything that was ever created was created all at once, including all the energy that ever exists in the universe. The whole
0: thing was done at once. Yeah. How do you think the universe was created?
1: Well, now you're asking too big a question for a guy that owns a bike shop that's also... wow, no, no, no!
0: I don't think you just own a bike shop. <laughs> You've got a brain in there, and I think you know a little bit of something. Like, mm. So, like, yeah, tell me, how do you think it was created, do you uh, Obviously, yeah. it was a big bang, as they say.
1: I, I honestly couldn't give you a more informed opinion than that. Yeah? I don't believe in God, not at all. I no? No, I can prove there's no God. Go on, then. Have you ever been to a children's hospital? Yeah. Have you ever seen dying sick kids? Yeah. there can't
0: be a God yeah but then you can argue um, you know because of Adam no, and. no 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 okay I'm just going to tell you a little fact right obviously yep. from the Bible right Adam and Eve that story mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. obviously I think it was um, Eve who got tempted to take the apple she took the apple from the serpent mm-hmm. had the apple and then because of that it was like okay cool now you have become a God in the sense of you can see me naked, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean, Adam okay. and Eve, and they can see each other naked and everything, they're conscious now, right, mm-hmm. they got godlike powers, and obviously, Adam, then, I think Adam had the apple, and became a sinner as well, do you know what I mean, yeah, so yeah. it's like, this we've sinning, it, so yeah. yeah, so this sinning yeah. kind of thing, they lied
1: to God, yeah, yeah, do you like know what I mean, yeah, and,
0: yeah, and there we go, so that's where I think, okay, cool, that's where it is, but obviously you think different,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, that I just... The, you know Charles Darwin, right? You hit Charles Darwin. Yeah, yeah. came up with the theory of evolution. And, yeah. And, and he infamously said that uh, having watched the mating habits of a parasitic wasp, there's no way I could believe in a god. Because, obviously, how could he create a creature whose sole purpose is to lay the eggs of its future offspring in the brain of another animal? Wow. Um, I think it's that brutality that just scares God out of some people. And I like mm. 100%. It
0: took you out of there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, having seen... Uh, there's, there's a uh, what did I read a few years ago there's really interesting theory about how when Columbus discovered America for yeah. example uh, you know he came back said those guys have got potatoes tobacco you know Whoa. um or a bunch of interesting stuff mm. uh, and all of a sudden the Vatican went right cool we're going to have to send a bunch of priests over there right now yeah uh, and there's a reason behind that fear and the fear was that they were terrified that there was an entire nation of people that didn't believe in the same god
0: same god okay
1: and so they needed to get over there right now and sort of uh, whitewash that whole scene yeah uh and that again makes me fairly skeptical about the idea of a god if you need mm. to turn up and get rid of other people's gods.
0: yeah I, but then i guess that just takes it down to people being people Do you know what i mean they may be a god but god ain't got control of humans no. they you know no. they got control of themselves same as the animals right the god is just there basically for you to kind of be like okay this is what i'm praying for it's like you know how people look at the universe as if it's like the universe gives me what i want mm-hmm. Do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we were saying earlier if you want something you go and get it right right yeah Do you know what i mean so it's like people always look to the universe i want this i want that some people obviously have gods like allah and everything else it kind of all comes down to the same concept though don't you think uh- I mean, do you not believe in the universe and stuff and how the universe works in mysterious ways? No. Because no, okay.
1: No, I'm a very uh, a strong non-believer in determinism. So. That, oh right. Like, you know, Straight um, up. Yeah, like it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. I don't believe mm-hmm. in that. No. No, Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. I don't believe in nothing. Maybe it was like I said to to you to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know the answer to to the meaning of life.
0: Oh yeah, tell us. Well,
1: it's really, really, really easy. It's just to be happy. Yeah? Yeah, because if you apply that dictum to every situation, does it make me happy? Yeah. Right? Now, there's got to be a bigger thought behind it. There certainly has. Um, because the true true happiness comes from helping others. Yeah. Because this is close That's very to... very This is close to, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 a non-selfish act as it can be. Yeah. So you, you feed into yourself a, 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 a way of, of hopefully behaving the constantly both makes you and yourself and, and the others around you happier. You've got to create more happiness, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Just live your life that way. There you go. Any questions? so, just be- <laughs> yeah. so- really as is simple, isn't it? Do I need a pool right now? I think I do. I'm so, going to go for one.
0: So just one of those like, basically just believing in and helping other people can make you happier and yeah, I can live life.
1: Yeah, I actually get no greater joy than, uh, like, helping someone fix their bike. Yes. Yeah. I don't have a greater purpose in life. I'd love to have been a doctor. The, those that work for the NHS are the most selfless people on earth. Yeah, 100%, you know, man. My wife's given birth three times, and I always say it, the single coolest people on earth are midwives. Yeah. They deal with the most insane situation I can only imagine you until I'm seen. older. I wish they turned up earlier last time. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened? I delivered my baby on my own on the stairs. What? Yeah, my third child. How did that, that go? wasn't because of any... That wasn't the midwife's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Ren was just in a rush to get here. So, yeah. yeah, my wife stood up right and said, the baby's coming. And I said, not a chance. My wife's going to... J- like, I tell this story constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but prim- uh, and she says it because I was in it. But yeah. I, just, it, I just was astounding. You know, I nipped off to brush my teeth and trying to get my kids ready to school so I could get them to school. Because the other two times, my wife... Had given birth, yeah. First time it took like a day and a half, the second time it took five days. Oh, wow! So I was like, There's no rush, there's I no, you? yeah, it's all good. I brush my teeth, I phone my dad, I come back, and the woman on the phone to my wife said she's having the baby right now, right now. So I, I <laughs> I begged my wife, no chance. There. And I was literally <laughs> holding her legs closed. Yeah,
0: just like, chill. I, like, I
1: will carry you downstairs. We live above a pub, right? Yeah. So I'll carry you downstairs, lie you in the back of the car. We live so close to the Heath. We're going to get there in under two minutes, especially the way I drive, right? Yeah. We're going to whip up there, no issues, right? It's only like six in the morning. And yeah, about seven or eight minutes later, I was holding my daughter Because my wife wow. just fell forward, and squeezed my baby out in one go, and I caught her.
0: Whoa. How did that make you feel?
1: it's the single most terrifying moment of my life. I put a hole for the wall headbutt in it because I was so terrified. Do you think everyone in the room is going to die and you think you're responsible? Whoa. Because you are. Yeah, of one course the, you are, yeah. on the phone was like, I wrote a letter months later apologising to the Welsh Ambulance Service because yeah. many, many years as a chef mean that I'm an expert at swearing and losing a uh, shit. Oh, absolute <laughs> expert. I would go to the swearing Olympics I'm yeah. telling you right now. Yeah. i tell you right now I am the Usain Bolt of losing a shit. <laughs> and um, although my mate Byron uh, give me a run for his money yeah um, yeah I was just going absolutely bananas on the phone um, uh, and yeah it's a situation you just absolutely don't want to to happen being like of course yeah you know years years and years and years ago my grandfather passed away and my grandmother phoned me because he passed away come, come home to die kind of thing if you know what I mean and right yeah it's really ill and no one would go in the room and check if he was dead oh and they phoned me and I was the youngest person in the family and I drove up there and went and checked and I thought, is like that's ridiculous, like you know. But if you got got to, got to be do it, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. girl that goes and does it, you know. How old, up, you? Hmm? How old are you? How oh, old are you? I don't know. I was in the middle of going back to university, so it's 26. Damn. I live pretty close. Yeah. But so in the same way, you know, you've got to take control of that situation. You've got to be in charge. Like when my wife was having Fred as well, I was like, "Get out of the way, to the midwife. <laughs> oh, I'll do this." Like, do you know what I mean, because yeah, so terrified, and you realise that like it feels like no one's in control. But if you're genuinely on your own and the absolute love of your life is going yeah. on, like like doing a process that you've seen experts struggle with and that'd be successful yeah i was like i'm simply not the man for this job I, if it has wheels or, or you need a steak cooking yeah your phone <laughs> like if you need a baby delivered like i don't know from anyone else
0: that's mad yeah wow fair play i can't even believe you did that
1: I just don't, if, if your future partner, friends, or whatever, starts to go into labor, please don't call me. <laughs> don't saying, mate. Do. <laughs> this is There's a mad story. The woman was like, you need a shoelace. You need a shoelace, the woman on 999. So I had a, I had a, a, a Nike Janoski. I loved that shoe. Oh, the Janoski's, yeah. they're. I was pulling the shoelace out of my teeth. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell do I need this for? And she's like, you've got to tie it around the cord, right, once oh. the baby's out. So I do that. Like, and when the paramedics finally turn up, like... I was just wigging out like, a bit further around the stairs. These yeah. guys come running up the stairs, and they're like, where's, where's the wife? Like, oh, you've, you've delivered the baby already. And then the one just went, why is there a shoelace? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, wondering, like, and, what? And, and like, uh, when the midwife finally turns up and the, the paramedics tell the, the midwives that i tied the shoelace around there, they were yeah. just absolutely astounded. They were like, what? And I was like, literally, that's what 999 said to do. And it's wrong.
0: Oh, my not God.
1: great advice, really, because it, it's not important. Yeah, yeah. It could be do that's very true. So, so you could have left it. You like, and just left could have been fine. Like some people just don't like. will yeah. Tell you a really gross story about. They told me afterwards about like some people that just leave it on the baby and stuff. I
0: don't know. Some people eat them, don't
1: they? Oh, mate, you're asking the wrong guy. A nah. bad, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's also a story I've heard. Nah, that's
0: crazy. Have you had any setbacks through setting up this business? Inconveniences?
1: Yeah. I suppose when I started, I and and even now I can't stop.
0: Right, stop what now?
1: Going to work. Okay. It's incessant because it's so small, um, which is kind of what's true about business. Small businesses require you to be in the business. Yeah. Great piece of advice I was given years ago is that you need to make time to work in a business and work on a business, and those aren't the same times. Okay, you cannot work on a business while you are in, a in business, the business, because you are too busy working in, in a the business. business. Okay, so you need to also take time and realize the value of not being at that business, especially if it's the service industry like this. Yeah, we are doing planning, we are doing scheming, we are doing speaking to those that are way more important and terrifying than you, like mm. HMRC or whatever it is, <laughs> scary um, people, to make sure that works. Yeah. Um, and when I started Drop Bar, it was the 20th of November, and I worked every single day for months because we were in a pandemic, so my wife couldn't yeah. work. And I worked every single Just day. Just coming every day? Uh, yeah. Mm. And I had a seven day opening, and I because the thing is, you know, there's that whole rise and grind theory, right? Yeah. You've got to get up, and you, no one's going to make money for you. So you've got to make it yourself. So the way I do that is by opening that door and trying to do the best possible service I do every day. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I'm not. <laughs> huge fan of self-promotion i find it fairly crass mm-hmm. um and it's kind of also that there are some that are really talented at it do you know what i mean and way better at it than me so i always say like please look at our social media with a serious you know tongue in cheek We're yeah. really crap at it <laughs> do you know what i mean and some people really boss it um but also i'm, I'm doing it for me you know this isn't uh, uh, i don't think this is a million pound idea
0: yeah Stuff. oh well I think it might be you never know
1: um, no, well thanks man <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'll say to yeah, yeah, I think it might um, be uh, yeah maybe I mean we've had like some like, friendly business advice from customers yeah. and stuff and this one guy was telling me about how I shouldn't let anyone leave without selling everyone a ton of stuff yeah and I, I, I'm really not into it like you know I'm a bit of a socialist at heart so, it's like
0: conversating with people and having yeah. a chat like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: it's <laughs> like your money's yours and if you choose to spend it, that's great. Yeah. I, I, I'm not interested in charming the money out of your wallet. I know how to do it and I think I, sometimes I have done it. Um, <laughs> got to be also, done sometimes. Well, think about it, right? You know, it's really interesting to think about how people behave in shops. I always used to say to myself, having worked in, in and it's something I still sort of do, I, I have another job. I, yeah. Uh, I'm a catering consultant as well. I, okay. I help restaurant chains open restaurants. Yeah. Uh, I was in Essex this week for two days starting a new company there, a new business. Oh, you're opened.
0: starting your business, you? No, no, Oh, no, you're right. helping them start yeah, their I business, right. Them, so, right.
1: Um, I can't tell you who it is. Like, no, it's I'm fine, of course. To, kind of but if you mm-hmm. just imagine like a big chain that's decided they want to sell food now and they need a kitchen and stuff and yeah. I've helped out before and I've got that job so I go in there, train chefs, tell people how oh, to do stuff. Oh, fair enough, right. But you need to sort of, to some respect, understand the psychology of people A, eating and ordering food and mm-hmm. B, um, people enjoying the experience of that, uh, and in itself, it comes, uh, it is a commercial uh, uh, transaction that needs to occur. People yeah. have gone in, paid money, and, and they want to sit down and eat. Um, and I've always said, you know, same with the cafes, same with the restaurants that I've worked in. You need to understand people, right? And and people are smart, customers are Of course, stupid. of course. I've always said that. Yeah. Because that's why you need a sign that says "Pay Here." Mm-hmm. Even though there's someone <laughs> stood at a till, you still need a sign. Same pay here. And I'm telling you, it's not because it's so people can see it from the other side of the door. It's because some people are so stupid they don't know where you're going to pay. Yeah. Look at people in supermarkets. They might be doctors or brain surgeons. And they're still just wandering around trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> if you ever been in Primark, that shit's confusing. As oh, well. Primark's a mess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? it really is. It's too big. But and, and we need to be herded and shepherded and 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 and. and cajoled and sold things like, yeah. because A, I suppose that's a familiar experience and B, it's how the experience works Yeah. I've, I've gone into so again, I think I was telling you earlier the reason I wanted to own a bike shop I've always wanted a bike shop A, I love bikes mm-hmm. B, I'm sick of paying full price for things <laughs> and C, uh, I can't stand the way you get treated as a child or a, a young person in a bike shop yeah. I'm sure it's really, really difficult if say, you're a girl or you're a person from a minority or mm-hmm. you're diverse in any way so if i find it difficult as a like boring white male yeah. it must be really difficult anyway a classic like harry enfield sketch you guys are probably too young to even remember harry enfield was a comedian nah. where he goes into a record shop i think it's actually paul whitehouse anyway I digress he goes into a record shop and he wants to buy a stereo yeah and the guy behind the counter just absolutely destroys him and demoralizes him because he doesn't you know <gasps> everything about stereos that is the bike shop scenario think by Basically, yourself yeah do you guys ride bikes yeah so imagine if you need to go in, like I see it all the time and I feel really bad for people when they go in and they go, the thing, the round thing with the chin line. on it, that's yeah. not working. And I go, oh, oh you, you know, you, you mean the crank set. And they go, whatever it's called, bro, like it's bust. Yeah. And, and like, I, I don't want them to, to, to feel bad. Like I see people like loitering outside sometimes because they're just thinking, right, I've got to go in there now and ask this guy who obviously knows more than me about the what's wrong with my bike. It's yeah. the as a good proportion... Probably 80% of people come in here and they're like, I don't know what's wrong, can you just make it not wrong? Not wrong and so fix the formula. So so. I, always, I always say cooking is making cold things hot. Yeah. There's no magic to it. Uh, and, and fixing bikes is just making noises go away. Basically, basically yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a car, really, just make the noise oh, go away. It's all oh, Okay.
0: <laughs> nah, that's pretty dope. So I'm going to ask you a question. Um, what does the seed system mean to you? When I say seed system, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you?
1: What do you I take know there's the idea of seed capital, isn't there? Um, is it anything to do with that? I suppose obviously seeds grow. Is that idea as well? Mm-hmm. You know, you start something and it grows into something. Seed capital is the same idea, isn't it? Sometimes you need a bit of money. That's how this business started. I had to borrow money to, to do that. Yeah. I'll tell you now, I'm still broke, but I'm happy, <laughs> and I've always been broke.
0: And um, you've always been happy? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's dope. Yeah.
1: Why not? Like, try, I mean, like you can get into your own head. You've been upset about stuff. but Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, for those people that don't feel happy I feel bad like you know find this something out there, there for everyone to feel happy about uh, and especially I suppose if you need to subscribe to that idea that you need to work yeah there's something there that don't <laughs> that must be nice, right? you just
0: chill and relax Gosh. yeah yeah um,
1: but if you enjoy your job uh, that in itself is a very rare thing don't get me wrong there's still times I find this job really hard I come in every morning and try and meditate to chill out because yeah. I still think some days I don't want to do this Oh fear. yeah because I just think you know, I just wanted to work on million-pound bikes with people that gave me 20 days to do it, not, not two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And it becomes a weight that's really difficult. It's intangible to try and try and cope with. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, just get yourself in order. Write out your notes. Decide what it is, what you want to do. And, you know, if it makes you unhappy, don't do it. I yeah. probably phone up. You know, if someone was stressing me, I get people, customs all the time. You know, I need this now. I need this tomorrow. Why is it done now? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. I just... You know, let it w- wash over you, it can't hurt you. I say to my kids one all the of time, so it's yeah. really interesting, which is, um, you know, unless it's tangible, unless it's real. So, like nerves, here's a really good one. Mm-hmm. So, like I said uh, previously, I mentioned, uh, I've done stand-up comedy before. Let me put it out there, I was not good at it. <laughs> <As> <laughs> I comedy. think you're pretty dope at it, to be fair. Like, yeah, you're I a funny I guy. it's Right. Like, I know how to have a conversation with someone. I'm interested fair. in you, you're interested in me, I'm interested yeah. in what all of these guys think. Um, because that's how you have to behave as a person in society mm-hmm. and, and you find out more that way. I'm an interested person. Um, but the first time I wanted to do it, I, the, the, the high you get from doing it, the rush is so real. And I went up there and said nothing for a minute because I wanted to see what would happen. Okay. And it feels insane. It feels like you're driving the car at 70 and you've closed your eyes. And it feels like you've taken your hands off the wheel. And you're like, I don't care. If I don't
0: know. care. Like, I'm gone. I don't care. Like, I'm ready yeah. to meet
1: the God that I don't believe in. Like, come on, brother. Show me. And, like, people start to laugh because they're just like, is this guy going to say anything? And then you're like, I now feel confident you're already laughing and I haven't said anything. And then you yeah. laugh a bit more. And then you realize that that situation is very similar to a customer situation. They just want to be led. They That's true. They just want to true. be told how to laugh and what they think is funny and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I was okay at that. You know, you've got a bunch of stupid anecdotes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I got addicted to that sensation as well. Like, I mean, that kind of like out of control, like in control situation. And and all comedians blow up. I mean, I've been heckled. (laughs) You have to be. How did that feel? How does heckling feel? Mm -hmm. Uh, I told you, man. I'm a man with a with a very short fuse. (laughs) Oh gosh. um, Yeah. Uh, what is it? A guy told me to. Uh, can I swear? Is that yeah, thing? yeah. A guy told me to fuck off back over the bridge. I was in <laughs> Bristol in like this proper like sketchy bar, and yeah. it's, it's um, my friend ran it years later, actually and it's just full of like scary bikers and stuff. And this mm-hmm. guy just, oh, like, bikers as well. Screamed out and. I mean, so much has to be right for you to feel right and comfortable to do comedy. Like, you need to feel like, you know, the stage is set right and the light is in your eyes. And you yeah, can... yeah. I always had this thing of, like, holding the mic and then I suddenly realised that I was just trying to be a rapper. <laughs> stuff like that. And then, like, it's better so you just hold it. And some people are physically very funny and I don't think I am. So then you feel uncomfortable and you have a thousand thoughts a second and uh, I can never remember the name of whatever the pub it is, the ceiling was really low and they made a stand on, like, a crate and I felt <laughs> like I was crouched down in there. And I hadn't really said much and this guy was obviously just... You know, like all hecklers, yeah, they kind of just engage because they feel like they want to be part of the show. Fuck off back over the bridge, mate, like that. Uh, and, and you know, you lost I it. didn't. I I don't know. I think I just stumbled through the next two, three, four, five minutes, or whatever, and I don't recollect it. I just remember that bit. I mean, it got. I mean, I stopped doing comedy because someone heckled me and I beat them up.
0: Whoa! What to oh <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, really I was at a
1: competition <laughs> in Oxford, and the, he'd been incredibly horrible to the two people previous to me. Who right. one went on to win the Northern Rock Award, which is like the Perrier Award. Okay. He intrinsically insanely funny person big up Wes yeah. uh, and then my friend Dan Mitchell who was basically coaching me to be a stand up is a working stand up and now like a novelist and stuff and, and is another insanely funny person mm. and they, he was just giving them shit and I drunk a lot of red wine, so I went oh. on stage, and it was a gong show. So you have to you have to stay on a lot as long for. Like, there was people with these balloons, and if they held up a balloon and you got three up, the guy rang the gong.
0: And then you're done. Uh, I
1: it. basically karate kicked the dude with the gong. <laughs> I started fucking up the gong myself. This guy starts tackling him. I like boot a bottle of wine across the <laughs> thing The tables were all like, kind of, and I just started calling yeah. people out. I was like 17th on. I was steaming, and I was like, "You want to listen to yourself?" I was like clapping shitty George, George yeah. W. Bush jokes, like. Like you're not even like, who the fuck are you people? Like and then I you know, it's a constant chip on my shoulder about yeah middle class people, I can't stand them. Mm-hmm. So it, being in Oxford and also children of people that have never worked a day in their fucking life, I just absolutely you just like blew crazy. my top. <laughs> they finally like forced me off stage, I dropped the gong thing, I point at the guy and I'm like, You're fricking next. <laughs> I went clean across the club. And I just started smacking him like. And this is the you know the thing in a bar, right? You know where they make the drinks, the Coca Cola thing, yeah. you know, and the, and the the Python thing. Mm. I smack this guy clean over the bar. I grab the thing off the barman, and I'm just, just Coca Cola in the guy. And he's screaming. And the thing is, he looked like Fred Dyrus. So I no, hate him even more, bro. No. You know, he had the sideways hat and the baggy pants. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to beat you up just straight <laughs> up anyway. Because you're a prick. And then his missus, I remember she had a white crocodile leather handbag. <laughs> She's just fucking roundhousing me with it. And I was like, you want to be careful, man. Like, I'm going to mess that thing up. I, like, fling that across the night. So yeah. People are losing it now. I turn around people are just going, oh, my fucking God. That guy is charging. Like, my mate Dan's got me by the throat. Like i literally just won't let go of this guy. He probably could have beat me up. I just didn't give him a you chance. You just went crazy like, yeah, yeah. He was just yeah. To be Coca-Cola post And <laughs> <Mauro laughs> this poor guy was drowning. Like, had be puffer jacket on and it was downstairs on a club. I mean, he must have been boiling. Oh, nod. my days. So, oh yeah, my I got chased geez. to a KFC. I got beaten up in the KFC. We ran out and we got chased out of Oxford. <laughs> like a good working class kid should be, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and oh, then I God. just was in the car and mates to like you're not ever coming again, and
0: I was like, no, I didn't, no, I'm done now. Like oh my days, fair play. So you went yeah. through it back then.
1: I came third in the competition. <laughs> 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 like we had to stay, and they were like, Well <laughs> like they were doing the thing and they were like calling out names, and I was yeah. like being like bum rushed out the door by the because <laughs> the, the best thing was he was trying to get to me to throw me out, but it was like everyone was rioting at this point, You couldn't even get to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and they were just like, and third, and I think I won like a cash prize oh or something. I'm not going to I was staying a, a paneling on the stage. <laughs> I was like... uh, taking a mic. Oh, fair
0: play to you though. How old are you then?
1: Unfortunately, it coincided
0: with me going back to university. I was 25. 25 is, oh my goodness, yeah. me, fair play. Yeah. That's pretty funny, man. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self then, going on to that?
1: <laughs> 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 Don't drink Neat Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> just straight up relax. Like. Um,
0: would you tell your younger self to do anything different, or have you just like, enjoyed the way you've lived and the way you've done things?
1: Me and my wife are fairly obsessed with trying to run a house now okay right so it's not something I thought I wanted when I was a kid yeah like I didn't think I wanted kids or I didn't think I wanted I always wanted a bike shop I didn't think I wanted to, to be my own boss or anything like that right um, uh, and it's impossible and it's going to be impossible for all of us and, and unless you know fortune and fate decide to side with you for some reason you know be it through just good luck or or, or terrible tragedy you know like, yeah The only way I'm ever going to have enough money is if my family members die. One of them them ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it seems wild to think of all the money I wasted. I certainly have wasted a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can't take it with you.
0: Of course you can't, no, that's true.
1: And accumulating, it seems very selfish. And I do love spending money.
0: Yeah, no, of course.
1: Yeah, I own like seven bikes, do you know what (laughs) I mean? I can't ride more than once, (laughs) It's a bit mad, but, um, yeah, I don't know. What would I say to a younger self? Mm. I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't really know. Can you imagine meeting yourself when... Can I ask you a question? Is that okay? Go on. Like, what would you say to your younger self? Because I think that's a fascinating question. Because what younger self are you talking to? 10, 15,
0: let um, i say my f- 15-year-old self. Fifteen-year-old self, what would I say to my fifteen-year-old? <laughs> that's the
1: best shape you're ever gonna be in. <laughs> nah, <laughs> believe
0: me, it's not not for me. I tell no, you, okay, not for that's, me. Okay, that's not for me. My younger self, I'd probably tell him to like, to relax and attack things more. Like, just don't bother about other people's opinions.
1: It's confidence, right? Do you know what I mean? And confidence is the thing I was trying to say. Like, you can just do it. Exactly. Unless someone yeah. hurts you with a knife. Standing mm-hmm. up there and giving a presentation about, I think one of my daughter doing like the Tudors or something right now, yeah. is not going to kill you. No, just exactly. go there and say it. Just go there and say it. And if you say it wrong, you've already got more guts than the rest of it because everyone in the room is dying. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the room doesn't want to stand up there. And that kid that gets up there and does it well, he's 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 grabbed hold of it. Yeah, he's situation. attacked it, right? I, I mean, it sounds it sounds like bravado and, and ego. I got a great question for you. If you don't go on. Mind.
0: Yeah, please hit me.
1: So something chefs do a lot because it's really boring in kitchens sometimes is they play this game called "What would you do if you won the lottery?" Okay. Right. And now I'm going to put some specifics in there. Okay. Let's do it. Because I'm going to give you two scenarios. Yeah. You've won a million quid, and you've won a hundred million quid. Okay. So, right, and I want to know exactly what you're going to do straight away. With a million. With a million quid.
0: With a million, I'm going to buy myself a house. Yep. I'm going to go on holiday. That's it.
1: Hundred million quid. When a hun- you're now like a noticeably rich person in the UK.
0: Give my parents Tamil each, go buy a house, and go travel the world.
1: Yeah. Done. Experiences, right? Experiences. So you're going to do a whole bunch of experiences. All
0: about the memories, right?
1: Right. Yeah. 100 Can I ask one of you guys?
0: Yeah, of course, man. Know? Yeah, ask them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: my first... I know it's bad, but my first instinct was smoke. I, <laughs> like, it, I, like, I like it. I like
0: it. start the like, night, because I have to celebrate... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, past that, because I'm a socialist as well, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I would ever need that amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, past that, it would be giving it out to anyone, set up a studio, make sure
1: people do have to pay for it, mm-hmm. or set up uh, a community hall. It's free. I think it's Gym. the same thing is you share an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's experience is important in that, right? Yeah. Now, if I want a million quid, I would have to give like I could not have control of a million pounds because it would be gone gone straight away, straight away. And I don't. And I think it's because, like, if if you ask me now, like Neil, if you phone me up tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I've met you like twice, right? Mm. If you phone me up and you're like Neil, I need fifty quid, I'll be like, yeah, man, it is, man. Neil, yeah. I need five hundred pound. I'm gonna die. Yeah, man, you could probably have it, man. I'll, I'll give it it's to one you. One of them because ones. I've never had it anyway. So like, I'll probably got five hundred pound until you can probably fucking have it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I've got friends like that as well. So um, and and they're the ones I respect the most. You know, I could phone up any one of my good friends and say, mate, I need like five grand. Like trying to. And like, they'll check your know? five bags and up. And they probably would oh that's you awesome know, if they had it like, yeah yeah so like, like a million pounds obviously nowadays is a drop in the ocean isn't it yeah you know I, I'd try and do something with it but I'd still come to work every day I'd make the drop bar more interesting and I'd yeah. pay off everyone's debts because hopefully it doesn't accrue account to more than a million quid <laughs> <laughs> let me know the one if it's more right <laughs> so um, yeah and I'd buy a house I always say I'd rather be the richest person on a poor street than the poorest person on a poor rich street, street. Like, yeah that's true um, I think that's quite selfish in a way but it's true um if I won 100 million quid, do you know what I'd do? Go on. Immediately, I'd give half of it away. I'd give half of it away because half of a fucking fortune is still a fortune.
0: That's you know? true. Right? That's and Someone could do
1: something amazing with 50 million quid. Who would you give it to, though? I don't care. I think just, I would give it to a, a great charity because there are so many, right? Do you know what I mean? Dying children, dying fucking old people, whatever. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? If I gave it to a cancer charity, I'd be worried about how it was spent. Do you know what else I'm gonna do with that that fortune? Mm. I'm gonna build a giant friggin' hospital and I'm gonna call it Neil Cowie's awesome friggin' hospital. Neil's- <laughs> ah, that's because dope. there's no two ways about it, right? Everybody has an ego. So with my idea is I need to get rid of the giant egotistical issue of the fact that I'm now a frigging rich guy. <laughs> and I'm gonna make every single symbol in the hospital in the shape of my own face. <laughs> right. So the thing is, right? It's altruism, in it? it's this idea of being yeah. like, like truly selfless. It's impossible. Someone explained this to me once. I had a massive argument with them, saying that's absolutely not true. Of course, you can be selfless. Yeah. it's not true. There's no such thing as an altruistic act. It's, it's, it's someone smarter than me explained it to me, um, and and so yeah, because the thing is, then people go there, and go look at the egotistical on this guy's hospital I'm like, yeah. yeah but it's a hospital I'm saving lives every am saving day. Like, what are you doing that's true that's, <laughs> you know I mean? that's true That's true. you can best, hit them with that I'm going to make the best children's hospital in the world and then every single day I'm going to stand outside and go
0: mmm <laughs> oh, I
1: feel so fucking <laughs> right myself. and then I'll go buy a Porsche or whatever and just give it a tip as so long as you've like, got a
0: hospital there though yeah, yeah, it's all it's good those, right
1: Those people inside are finally wearing clean uniforms and yeah. all the equipment they need and all those terrible things that shit Tories have done to the government over the years and, mm. and, and just destroyed the NHS. Like, I don't know what the hell they sleep at night. Like, it's insane. Um, and obviously, like I said, they're the best people in the world because they go to work every single day. I remember the second midwife. I said, um, I said to her, my wife's, you know, had an epidural ever, and I said, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You got up this morning, you put your uniform on, you had a wash or whatever, you decided to go to work, right? Yeah. And you're going to come into work, and said, and every single day you go to work, someone is having the worst day of their life, Damn. and they're squeezing a baby out. Like, it's just, uh, they're in the most pain they can be in. Yeah. And you got to. and she went, yeah. I was like, how many people, like babies do you actually deliver on a shift? And I can't remember what it was, she was like maybe I don't know, like one, or, or, or even like seven or something. Yeah, yeah. I said, so you do seven miracles a day, Five days a fucking week, and I can't handle one in my life. Like, do you know what I'm ready to faint? I was like, you know, tomorrow, when you get up, you can come to work and help someone else deliver a baby. I was like, how are you okay with this, paramedic? Every day and stuff. How do they put that uniform on? And see himself in the morning and think, man, I'm going to go visit a couple of car crashes today. It's <laughs> Like, oh it's true. my it's true. It's god! It's true. Like, and I used to grumble about going in and making chips for pensioners. Do you know what I mean? I feel disgusted. So, uh, and yet I don't turn around. My, you know, I don't turn around and say, oh, I'm going to be a paramedic. I couldn't do it. Yeah. So There's
0: just certain people who can do it, like you yeah. know, they can wake up every day and actually They're go in there and do it and, for real. And
1: they deserve every penny I make. Like like I said, I'm still gonna live in a big ass house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. but but like I said, I'm gonna make a brilliant hospital for children made in the shape of my face. With hundred mil. Yeah, yeah. Well I mean a really seriously massive fortune. If it was twenty mil, that's a massive fortune in my Yeah,
0: opinion. that's true. Because how joke. else do
1: you do something brilliant with it? This is because, like I said, chess played this game all yeah. the time, and I can remember my friend Adrian being like, "Hey, boss, I think I'm uh, just gonna go do loads of, uh, you know, drugs and hookers." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm a builder, hospital." And he's like, "What the hell? No, you wouldn't." And I was like, "No, listen, hear me out. Like I said, I'm gonna call like the every ward like after a moment of my life. <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Like it's gonna be so <laughs> selfish.
0: Baby came out when I was at home. Uh, <laughs> I delivered like, the baby yeah. at home.
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, like it's just gonna be crowning moments of my life. The time I killed a rat with a watermelon. Wait, what? Yeah, the time I 360'd my car and, and managed to get back the.. control of it. <laughs> wait, like, just wait. stuff like this.
0: Wait, you killed a rat with a watermelon?
1: Yeah, yeah, it came, <laughs> it came out of our living room and was running down the hallway and I was chopping up a watermelon with a, 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 a what are they called, man? A you know, great big uh, cleaver. Oh, right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my wife screamed and said, oh my God, it's a rat. And I had the meat cleaver in my left hand. Not my dominant hand, I had uh, the watermelon in my right hand, and I had the thought if I throw the meat cleaver and I hit the rat, it's gonna go off like a rat grenade. It's just gonna be blood everywhere. Every, every, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be the worst thing to clean up ever. Ever. <laughs> and I thought, but if I throw the watermelon, and it might miss. Hmm? So I proper just overhand, woof, straight down the hallway, cleaned it out, bro. Boom! Not realizing that watermelon goes off. Like, <laughs> 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 I can tell that this was watermelon. It's just everywhere. It was stunned oh in my Oh, my wife. Days. Just, Oh, I tell you another boss thing I did as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell you more about myself. Right. Please do it. <laughs> uh, my wife said, oh, my God. You just got a rat with a watermelon," And I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> you just straight yeah, up. Yeah, yes, yeah. I did. So uh, I used to, like I say, I used to struggle to sleep. So yeah. I, well, I used to pick up my wife from uh, work. And I got really obsessed with playing golf for a while. I still yeah. didn't play, but I was just really obsessed. And I had this really crappy Volkswagen Jetta. Um. And I used to put my wife up in it, and then I used to drive to, like, Southern Down Cliffs. Yeah. And I used to buy, like, stolen golf balls off the kids at the range and stuff like that, <laughs> these great big Tesco's bags of golf balls. Yeah. And I'd have my golf clubs in the car. And my wife would just be chilling because we, we would have just finished work late at night, and you, you just need to decompress. We used yeah. to go for a drive or whatever, and then it got to this point where you stopped to the beach, and then one day I was just hitting golf balls into the sea and stuff. So one day, I'm hitting golf balls into the sea at Southern Down, and I'm sure that's polluting or something now, and I, I apologize. Fine. Um mm-hmm. I don't, unbeknownst to me, I've got the high beams on in the car, my wife turned the car off because it was annoying her, Yeah. and it's run the battery flat,
0: Aww. so I get
1: back to the car, and I'm like, oh my god, the car won't start, it's like four in the morning, we're at Seven Down Beach, I have no idea like where the car parks are, It's I feel I can't like. a thing, mm-hmm. like, I'm just screaming at her, she's screaming at me, I'm like, right, I got an idea, get in the car, I'll push it down the hill, and we'll bump start the car, so yeah. my wife goes, I don't know how to bump start a car. I explained the process to her. I was like, you put a clutch in, put her in gear, we'll roll down the hill. You let it out, gear, turn the key, car starts. She refuses, point point blank. Street or not? No, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I was like, get out of the car. Get out of the car then. No, I'm not getting out of the car. I said, fine. I let off the handbrake and push the car off down the hill. (laughs) I then start pelting after the car. I jump in. I'm looking at her, she's screaming, and I literally dumped the clutch, turned the key, and we've got like two feet left. The car starts and we drive up the hill. And I just turned around and I'm like, phone my dad. That's the coolest thing I'm ever going to fucking do. Ever
0: <laughs> do like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, fucking
1: like, And I was like, if only it wasn't the middle of the night and there were more people to applaud. To that. see you, like, yeah, Yo, well like, done. I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> like that. So.
0: No, that is yeah. pretty. You've had an interesting life, to be honest. That's it's, pretty it's, interesting. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's all right so far.
0: Yeah, you're enjoying though. That's the only best thing I could uh, ask.
1: I snapped my Achilles tendon two years ago, running for a door. My friend Tricky said he was going to lock me out. That's what was. <laughs> and the year before that, I lost a testicle to cancer. Oh, no. So it's, no, it's fine. Yeah? It's fine. Yeah, man. Like, I, I thought i twisted the bad boy. Mm. I went to the... It's, that's a funny story, man. I'll tell you now. Go on.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to laugh. My <laughs> wife has said the
1: same thing again. She said, you tell everyone this goddamn stuff. <laughs> we need to hear it. I can't even a bag of chips like telling anyone any of this stuff. Uh, yeah, I go to doctors, right? And. Uh, maybe this is an interesting thing for men to hear. For men, right? yeah, 100%. 100%. Because I tell you for why, right? You know, they tell you to check your testicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I don't know what yours feel like. I've never felt another man's testicle. <laughs> I would if I had to, though, bro. You know? <laughs> If it saves a man's life, I'd, I'd, I'd be gay. Like I said, I've <laughs> delivered a baby now. One going to get. So, um, you know, you kind of check them out down there and you follow the rules and stuff. Uh, um, and like, uh, I've had other friends that have like, had scares or whatever. And yeah. even people I know that are older than me that have, have had the same thing. Uh, and I go to the doctors, and it's pretty wild. You lie on the bed, you, you flip the junk out of the hole, right? And you kind of like lay it out there for, for another dude to see. I, I don't know about you, I've only ever seen mostly other penises on the internet, so they don't look what normal ones look like. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. So you kind of like... <laughs> uh, and, and yeah. you know, I hope my mum can hear this. I also used to have my scrum peers, so, you know, like, oh, you, know you, you try all these things. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Shouts to my friend Matthew who's got a reverse print out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Right? So like this dude like Fear dudes, he was so professional and it definitely didn't feel even in the remotely hard sexual. Yeah. He just had a feel of it and he went, that's a nice smooth ball. <laughs> so I afterwards I just thought that's a great story to tell someone. A guy yeah. looked me clean in the eye and went. A nice smooth ball, smooth ball, like what? What a moment, right? So, anyway, (laughs) okay, so that you know, you're looking for lumps and bumps, right? And the guy was like, Feels fine to me, and I was like, Mate, it feels like I've been kicked in the crotch. Yeah, because I cycle so much, really think I've like twisted my nail or something, and and it's really dangerous if you have twisted testicle, Please go and get it sorted out straight away, yeah, because it can cause much bigger health issues. uh, and I'd left it way too long. And also, my friend Luke, because I worked in the kitchen time, kept flicking the kitchen, uh, the fridge doors into my bowls. Aww. And I said, dude, if you do that one more time, I'm going to have to kill you. I'm going to oh, have yeah. to just straight up put you in the old weird <laughs> naked man. It's mouth. done for you. The big bastard. Like, please <laughs> stop doing that. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, choke, like. And, um, yeah, I go there. You have to go for an ultrasound afterwards to sort of double check their work. And um, here's, a, here's a good story. The girl that I worked with kept saying, oh, what if the girl doing your ultrasound is really fit? And she's like just smooshing all this grease into your junk it's Pretty she's awkward. Working it in there. And I was like, Yeah, sounds good. Stop it. Like oh, damn, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you're just like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. What if it's a girl doing it like, john my god, oh my god, like I have no control over your mind. I don't know what yours is like, <laughs> yeah the Wild yeah. things, like <laughs> So I was like, Oh, my God And then I get then it's the same place where they give the pregnant women the ultrasounds. Oh. So it's like like I you know, uh however you feel about people, um, I apologise if this is not a nice way to describe people mm. they were sexy nurses dude yeah, like, yeah, do you know what I mean and I was like damn like oh god double damn like, yeah. so I was like please 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 like oh my god like I just need to be calm about this and then a guy comes out and I was like thank god thank <laughs> god you're a really ugly old dude <laughs> with like a messed up face yeah. so I was like I think this is going to be fine and then you're chatting away and I'm basically saying to the guy look man just tell me it's because I ride a bike loads and I just need to change the position and stuff because it's really important how you ride a bike yeah and this guy is like chatting away with me, and he's like looking at this screen, and you can't see the screen. Uh, and then he goes like, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna go and get my boss." And you go, Well, they never do that if it's boring.
0: If it's boring, exactly. So either yeah. there's like a
1: Lego man in there or something I really cool. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> fucking bad. <laughs> so then that guy comes in and he's looking at the thing, and then a, like a nurse comes in, but she's behind the screen, so definitely no issues right now. Yeah. But admittedly, like you know, this thing. <laughs>
0: It's still yeah,
1: your whole junk just looks so unimpressive in this process, <laughs> right? Um, uh, uh, and then he's like, I'm going to go and get my boss. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, fuck. I must have something insane in there, like like the real deal. Wait, but so the boss
0: went like, and got his boss? Yeah, yeah. So oh. there's all
1: three dudes looking like, at a computer screen now like, just taking tons of photos of my ball with this yeah. thing. And um, they kind of like look all in your crotch. It's, like, it's kind of interesting, I suppose. Um, and then afterwards they go, there you go, there's tissue. Thanks. And you go, brilliant. Do you want to tell me what's going on in there? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, is he picking up fucking radio signals Course or what? Like, what's like? going on, though? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, you'll get a letter. And you're like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll figure this shit out. And I, I cycle back to the restaurant where I'm working, and I notice I've got like ten missed calls from my doctor. And you're like, well, then, you know, again, if they really, really, really need to speak to you, it can't be great. And I'm in the lift delivering catering to like, the owner of a bank. Which yeah. Is something I used to do as well and um, my doctor says on the phone and I really think they should phrase this in a different way I don't know how they do it but they were like are you somewhere safe and I went no I'm in a fucking lift
0: (laughs) straight like what and she
1: was like well are you with friends and I went I'm with the owner of a bank like (laughs) do you just want to tell me and she's like you need to go back to hospital like it's a bit more serious and I went okay like considering how long it took to get an appointment to see a doctor when have I got to go and she went now and I went well fuck jeez what's wrong like and she's like they found a mass. And you're just like, yeah, I'm smart enough to understand what that means. Mm. And I go back to the hospital. Uh, and then I have an appointment to go back, like, the day after. My boss is wigging out. All people are looking at you super crazy, like, what's wrong? Yeah. Uh, have you swallowed a grenade or have you got the BC? Uh, and I go to see the oncologist. So the oncologist is obviously a doctor that deals exclusively with cancer. And it's probably a really sad job. Yeah. Uh, and I go in, and it's like smart looking guy and he's got four great big compute screens and um, a really really big tv screen on the wall in his office and on the same screen is the same image over and over and over it's my testicle right <laughs> and it's like three foot wide on the big screen Just when i go in there and <laughs> yeah. i'm like yes like, and i walked in and i went oh fuck all on tv right bro <laughs> and the guy went it's not funny
0: i win on he's jokes you <laughs> win
1: on I went, jokes not a lot of jokes in the oncology department and he went <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I thought you'd appreciate it a lot But obviously yeah. not And he was like, yeah, there's something going on in there and we don't even know what it is It doesn't even look like a normal one Oh. And I went, okay And he was like, you can come back every week And we can start you on this blood treatment And all this stuff And I just went, do you want to just cut it off? Oh, okay And he was like, oh yeah Most people don't want to do that And I was like, why? I've got two, Like, right? Like, I said, am I going to grow even bigger boobs? <laughs> is my hair going to grow back? like and he was like no it's just completely the same you just don't have one and then you can have a fake one put in and i went can i have a flashing one <laughs> and he was like what do you mean and i was like well if anyone ever touches it it'll go off like it will be cool right and he's oh like God. this isn't funny and i'm like no oh fuck you like you know i mean everything's yeah funny that's funny everything's funny so um yeah, I also said it'd be cool if I had maybe um, a magic eight ball one that you could shake and predict the future. I thought that'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, all signs point to yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, oh my but, days! Uh, yeah, and like two weeks later, I went and had an operation. Scored. Uh, they radical, chopped it off. Radical inguinal orchidectomy. What a great word. Uh, and they take your testicle and all the tissue it attaches to you out of your hip. Oh god. A little hole. Uh, and um, I don't know if you've ever been knocked out in anesthesia. You ever? Nah. It's meant, bro.
0: Well, they There's put you the, to sleep.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: Ah, oh, the forget that, man. the best sleep
1: I've ever had. The guy puts it in the mask on, and it's exactly like TV. They put the mask over your face, and you see it coming over. And the guy's like, come back, which from 100? And I went, I'm just going to go to sleep. And he's like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> and then you wake up, and obviously, they give you a muscle relaxant. Yeah. It literally feels like you're floating. I felt immense. And they're calling you, and they're like, Neil, Neil, you OK, mate? And I was like, yeah, yeah, do I have to wake up? And they're like, no, man, you can have to sleep. And you got one of those crazy silver blankets? <laughs> You're like, I'm this face. This <laughs> is back to bed,
0: like, Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then like ten minutes later it's just washed off and you're just like, Oh my god, I'm super awake, I feel really awful. And they were like, You can go home once you've done a pee, which I forced myself to do. I text my wife and I was like, come not give me no. Yeah. Yeah, and I tried to walk out of the hospital. Oh my god, silly. I tried to pull my own stitches out a week later as well. <laughs> Why, Neil? Why but do you thought, do I these kind they of were things? ones, Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I tell you, man, that is pain. <laughs> whoosh. Six weeks later I rode my bike hundred miles and uh,
0: I'm fine. So it was all good, like, you were just all yeah. sort of calm, like, just a little yeah, yeah, minor yeah. complication, uh, and then boom. An
1: tumour, so I may have had it, like, since birth. Oh, right. It, was, it turned to stone. I had one stone testicle. What? Basically, And it,
0: you never knew as a...
1: Like I said, I've only ever felt both my testicles, and they both felt the same to oh me, Oh, my so. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're not going to be squeezing
0: them, in fairness. Do you get me? You no. know like, that <laughs> pain is wild. That's, That's true. That's very wild. true, you know. No one really squeezes them and no one really checks.
1: you got to, have a feeling that's guys. Also, if guys, it's super feel cool, I, go, I go to the doctors, right, and you go to the thing and you're like, I'd like to see a doctor. And those women are horrible, aren't they? No. <laughs> yeah, yes. the GPs. Like, no, I really need to see the doctor. And then I said, Oh, is there any chance? I was like, yeah. You know, just let me in. It's like, hey, I'd like to see a mad doctor. Yeah. My God, it's like I'd asked for extra special treatment and heroin or something. She was like, Really? Whatever for? And I was like, What's it to do with you? But it's actually yeah. to do with my junk. And she was like, Oh, sorry, yes.
0: Ah, oh, okay. So you're just good
1: with yourself, for oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, and like I said, you go in there and the dude doesn't look you in the eye. Don't worry about it. And he just sort of looks over his shoulder and has a go. And then he goes, "There, oh, there you go, man. Just put your trousers. You haven't got to stand there like a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dick out, like <laughs> fine, man. And and they're super good at it. And, and they are like super professional about it. And I've got a really good friend who's a doctor, and she told me that she basically has to squeeze balls every single day. So don't worry, like when I have my ball pier- when I might scrub and pierced, I said yeah. to the guy like, "I oh, bet you didn't want to get up today." and, and Pierce, Pierce almost scrum, I do like five a day, <laughs> so boring, and I was like, oh yeah, I suppose. That's what I tell myself. that's I'm crazy. Yourself. Don't give a fucking scrub, Pierce, you stupid idiot. you <laughs> will fall out one day when you're working in Pizza Hut. What, a fellow? Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: no, no, no. No, 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 no. What, I just dropped out when you're working? Oh,
1: I think so. We never found it. Oh, my God. Man,
0: you've been through a lot, man. Fair play to you now, yeah, man. I exploded so, my bladder when I was
1: 17. Oh, my God. What? I was impaled as a child, five years old, through my buttock, and my mother should have taken me to the hospital. Well, you... That's
0: what I do. So wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's, go broken, to... Let's go back to. Let's go back to the explosion.
1: I was jumping in the river with my friends. We used to go, like, go up the ask and jump in out of trees. Yeah. And I fell out and I landed on my back. You know, like the mother of all belly flops. Yeah. I was ah. A back flop into a river. Everyone, you know how like everyone goes? Oh my God! Like they don't make a noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... And I was like, "Whoa, bro! Did you see that?" And they were like, "Mate, are you okay?" <laughs> and you see the colour of your man's t-shirt. Yeah. My whole body was that colour. And I was like, "I think I've done something, guys!" <sighs> uh, and I go home. I had a girlfriend at the time, Miracle I know. Uh, I was 17, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, And I was like, "Oh, Charlotte, man, come and have a look at this." And I peed in the toilet, and it was—it was just blood. And she was freaking out. Bro. She runs downstairs. She tells my mum. My mum refuses. To let me flush it so that my dad can see. It. see the whole family yeah, just wants to see the. Yeah, oh so my god! Up, he's like, damn bro, look at that, looks like blood. <laughs> and we go to the doctor because my mum knew the doctor. Yeah. Phone up and she insists like, I don't go to casualty, I go to see the doctor. And you go in there and the doctor goes, listen. Sometimes when is red, it's because you've eaten beetroot or um, you know other things have happened. Like, yeah. You, know, you could have a knot to the liver and it could make the pee red and all this stuff. And he went, so we need to test to see how much blood is in there yeah so you give it this tiny little vial which you've got to pee in which i've done a bunch of times right uh, and you know like, you're trying to get a pee in the end of it you get pee all over your own mm. feet all over your hands stuff. <laughs> and you just think man's got to be a better way of doing this yeah hey there's a million pound idea guys you want to talk about seed Go on. invent the thing you can pee on uh, a doctor's surgery so you don't <laughs> pee on your own damn hands <laughs> i'm Shoot. working on that <laughs> <laughs> that was for free um uh, and, and, yeah, I walk into the doctor's man. I got this, like, vial. And the doctor went, Jesus Christ, that's blood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're like, uh. can you all please calm down? Like, all doctors that I've ever met, like, you need to be cooler about it. Yeah. Like, good casually, man, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, your blood is an amazing thing. It fixes itself. It self-heals. Yeah. So, like, for most people, please, if you pee in blood, do go see a doctor. Um, uh, and they gave me some tablets or whatever. But I had to go for a cystoscopy, which is mad, where they put the camera in, you really and, and there's, they give you this great leaflet. So you're having a flexible cystoscopy. And it's like modern technology has made the cystoscopy camera yeah. incredibly small. You won't even feel it. It's like the width of a pencil.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you all like, oh, feel, feel that. Like, yeah. yeah, of course you'll.
1: Yeah. Again, again, the guy, like, and I thought I'd get to see it on the screen because I'm yeah. kind of intrigued, but it's like a little handheld thing. And the guy's like staring down the end of it and he's like an inch away from my dick. And he went, Well, I can't see a thing. And I went, That's because you're staring down a dick, bro. <laughs> Oh you know, my should have that wasn't funny, right? These
0: guys don't have banter at all. Like, what's going on? No,
1: no. Although the woman, so there's like a woman that like, pat me on the hand. Yeah. she's going, it'll all be your all right, idea. <laughs> and then she went, where'd you go to school? And I went, oh, I go across East College. She went, oh, my son goes there. And I went, oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, oh,
0: no. <laughs> like, what's your
1: name? And I, went, I really don't know. No, Nah, no, not no, today. No. Yeah, I don't want to go to college and, and some kid come up to me and be like, my mum you your witty yesterday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah that would have be been like a bit awkward i tell
1: you they give you as well if you ever get a chance to have it i'm sure it's like super dangerous yeah they gave me a barium injection or radium injection so you get this radioactive dye in your arm okay it's the single most unreal experience i've ever been through it feels amazing what does it do to you it feels like for they you put, like so they can see your kidneys operating inside of you they put this like uh, uh radioactive dye inside of you and yeah they take lots of x-rays so they can see to see if there's any problems there they come in with this comedy Mickey Mouse, like, foot-long plunger of stuff. Mm. And you're like, Jesus Christ, where's that going to go? Like, do you know what I mean? And then it goes in a you th- in your arm, right? But they start putting you in, the ones that you're going to feel weird, and you're going to feel it, and then yeah. it's going to make you really hot. I'm telling you, it is literally transcendental. I haven't done, like, Mushrooms or LSD or anything mm. like that. This, I swear, would blow your hands out of the water. Like, it's just amazing. Boy. You feel it all go inside of you, and it's, like, on fire. And you're like, whoa! Whoa! Like, that's... Freaking
0: cool <laughs> weird sensation and then you
1: feel it all around you and then all of a sudden you feel it in your heart and then you feel it every single way you feel every last bit of the inside of you and the outside of you it feels like it's in your hair i used to have some i promise you i've got it in what? my ears now and you feel it everywhere and i was just going holy fuck holy fuck that's so great that's, whoa <laughs> and she's like calm down dear. yeah And i was going whoa that's so
0: good just enjoy it i swear
1: it. to god it's probably like a million doses of radiation it's always terrible for you but oh then you feed it all in your kidneys and it's like gone in like two minutes. Yeah. It's like it's like having a bodily roller coaster, man. It was a mess. Like, so I don't know what that is, and if the NHS could make that safe, I would pay the money to do that again. Bruh,
0: that is cre- you have had an interesting life. Wow. But guys, I mean I think this has been a great podcast to be honest. I've enjoyed it. Man. I mean I've had a great time as well, to be fair, do you know what I mean?